the Zen Brain Podcast, where we explore alternatives to psychiatric medication and strategies for conscious lifestyle change. Here's your host and philosophical entertainer, Michael Pierce. Michael Pierce. So, we got Brian McNeil here. Uh, he's done. Uh, he's been on a podcast before. He did a DJ, an ecstatic dance DJ podcast. And you should go check out his podcast and his music because he's rocking it. We'll put it in the description. So, we're just hanging out and I use ChatGPT to generate some questions based on a few things about Brian and we're going to read them and have a conversation. We're not necessarily going to read them all. It's just more of a way to stimulate conversation. But here's what it came up with. What initially drew you towards the work of Byron Katie and can you describe how her teachings have influenced your spiritual journey? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So um, I met her at a time in my life where I was really struggling. Um, I was essentially homeless and uh, didn't have a job at the time and felt like I was also having kind of a spiritual crisis and um, just in a, and I would just call it a, a tough place, kind of a place of hopelessness. And a friend of mine said, I want you to meet somebody who has the, or she, he said she is the embodiment of Christ. And I said, well, I absolutely got to meet her. Like oh, I'm, yeah, right. I'm suffering. And so I went and I met her on the East. I don't, uh, can we cover locations or no? Oh, whatever. Oh, okay. On the East side of Salt Lake city on this beautiful home. And it was this very foggy, like morning. So it was all mystical. This home on the mountain, basically on the side of the mountain. And, um, so, yeah, just through a friend, and it was really profound. And I, I did my first turnaround, which was, I want my, I want my mother to listen to me. And I flipped it to, I want me to listen to my mother. And I oh. went, and I went, oh, it was a flip. Interesting. And that's and, when you went, oh, this work works. Yeah, this work works. And then and then she was like, there's one more. And I was like, I want me. And I was like. To listen to, to me. To listen to me. And as soon as I did that, I'm pretty sure my eyes just got wide. And I felt it was like pixie dust sprinkling down into the top of my, my head. And... Um, and it just kind of blew my mind like it opened like it woke me up and i remember just kind of looking around at some of the people in this room and there were some people that had tears in their eyes when this happened and over the next few days i went to i went to a yoga center in st george and watched people do the work of byron katie on different issues and this woman that could feel a particular pain uh in her back when she focused on a particular thing or was looking at a certain thing and then it released that she was crying and 
there was just all sorts of things that happened. I went to Barstow, California, where the Center for the Work used to be. But but to to kind of bring up uh, just like what it's done for me. So these turnarounds, I realized that I've been projecting so much and projecting, projecting and, and pointing outward on life, pointing outward on other people, pointing outward on, I mean, just all these different projections. And I did a lot of written just pen and paper or pencil and paper of just all these different beliefs about life. Uh, you know, um, we could say Jared should be uh, a nicer guy or, uh, you know, Susie should uh, this or Susie shouldn't um, look at me like that or I mean, whatever, whatever it is that comes up can be looked at and inspected to, to if, if, if I have some sort of movement around it. And when I say movement, I mean... You know, it feels, it doesn't feel good. So when I think the thought, you know, whatever, uh, whatever it might be, and it doesn't feel good, I can flip it and take a closer look at it. And so it's just, so I, I, what I'm getting around to is that I've done enough of these, uh, like many, many turnarounds, like um, hundreds, possibly, probably more like thousands, mm-hmm. several, at least several thousand. Probably get more than you think by this point. Yeah, by this point, yeah. And that's what I was going to say is that, um, it turns into an automatic process and, does, and just flips on its own. And so there might be something that even starts to form and just vote, vote, and it's gone. Like, a, like a, I can't hold certain things anymore, certain concepts. Well, um, I want to bring in a concept that yeah. maybe now that we're framed in this way, um, you can uh, answer this question. Okay. You have somewhat recently had a new awakening uh, to the concept of masculinity and relationships could you share your perspective on this? What are some key insights that you have gained in this awakening process? Oh, as far as masculinity? Well, masculinity. So we're talking waking up to from our programming of how relationships are supposed to work. Uh, how has that changed your life? Yes, yes. So I would say an awakening to masculinity is a really wonderful thing, and this is why. It's, it's simply what I want to be doing anyway. It's what I actually yearn to be doing if I'm not doing it. And not just that. So then uh, if we are talking about uh, straight males, which is actually most of the population, most of the male population, it just is, um, then me being that, me, me being, I would just say, uh, a solid masculine version of myself is what women want anyways. <laughs> and so it's just wonderful to realize I don't need to be putting any sort of mask on. I don't need to be trying to manipulate a situation. I be my genuine self. Yeah. I have my boundaries I say no. She doesn't move me if it, if it, if it's a, if it's a no. She doesn't move me from it. If uh, an example, I won't say a name. It's someone that wanted a, a relationship very early on, like within weeks. I just said, I barely know you. That's not happening. Like that's not even an option. <laughs> I barely know you, and and then she tried to bargain friendship, 
and friendship can come with attention. Uh, lots of, I would call it free attention, essentially, and no sexuality. And it's like because it wasn't in the frame of a commitment. I said no, no to that as well. Um, I am sexually attracted to you, and um, if if friendship is is okay with you, well then you know just we are we're we're not compatible in that way, and um, you know have a great journey basically. So I guess to summarize, maybe would you say that? And I, I think you started off, and I think it's a great uh, I guess description of masculinity is basically doing what you want, not having a filter of how you navigate in life or what you say or what you yes, think. And, yes. and so that means not doing it for validation of a woman. You're yes. doing it to be you, which ironically is attractive. It is attractive. And throw in one more part here. She threw a fit, an absolute fit. I mean, we were, I found myself like in an argument of like trying to, you know, I was... I was told about the amount of money that I made, which it just, it is what it is, but it, it, that, and what it is doesn't matter, but just in her view, it wasn't enough. And that can be all sorts of amounts, depending on who you're talking to and uh-huh. depending on who you're dealing with. And I just, well, what does that have to do with anything? Are you looking for a free ride? Are you looking for someone to pay for everything for you? Um, you have your own place. You're an adult. You, you have work and so, I mean, none of it was really adding up, but there was a certain, there was a definite fit being thrown and I walked out and I slowly shut the door uh-huh. and after a few days, I've been thinking about some things and yeah. I was thinking that we could go on a trip together and, and, and where she was talking about going is something I want to do anyway. It's like, well, that actually sounds great. So we did that. Right. Um, it was a good trip. And uh, and then it's when we came back that just it was done. It's go time. Oh, it's, it's go time. It's yeah. go time. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So the opposite of what I thought was cool. going to happen happened, and it became awesome. So, so well, then with that, then in in our current culture, there's a there's a certain image of masculinity. Yeah. Um, how has your spiritual journey affected your perception of this image? And what does awakening, awakened masculinity look like to you? Oh, those are two big ones. Will you ask the first part again? Yeah. So the society has an image of what masculinity looks like. So how has your spiritual journey affected the perception of masculinity? And what does an awakened masculinity look like to you? So how how does your perception of masculinity, how has that affected your spiritual path? Yeah, yeah. Let's, and, and, let's, let's, let's go with that right now. Okay. And then the other one is what would an ideal awakened masculine look like? Right. So how it's affected my spiritual path um, is, well... You got a Mormon background, so that already is something. Yeah, that's already something. So um, I guess one part that I'd say uh, is... I find a particular satisfaction in my work that I didn't before. I love doing masculines or doers. Uh, a masculine uh, energy is a doing energy um, and building. And um, and so I enjoy that. Uh, but also creativity 
uh, has like flourishes more, but there's, there's just, there's a certain honesty with different aspects of my life that just weren't there before. And there's also a certain level of just things I don't tolerate anymore. Uh, and, um, that makes life a lot more efficient is what I, what I can say with that. So I don't know how spiritual that particularly is. Well, you know, I mean, you talked about creativity and, and, and I'm asking her is doing, which means you do art, you do music. Yeah. 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 I do art. I do music. Uh, DJing is a very forward process. Like in other words, when I'm doing it, it's a very much outward process, giving outward, giving outward, giving outward. Right. Um, and, uh, it's very, very fun. But those, those different uh, types of giving outward is, is fun. That's a, you know, it's like masculine is giving outward. Uh, it could also be called penetrating. Feminine receives. It's receiving. Right, right. I mean, we're literally designed like that. So, um, yeah, uh, it's just it's just made everything better. It's 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 like the the most genuine version of me is a doer, does like to get things done, uh, does like to quote unquote grind in certain areas, but they're, they're, they're more fun now. And it's also, uh, I think there's a certain degree of adventure and trend setting. Okay. And, and, uh, so how does your, how does your spiritual journey influence you as your work as a DJ and a music producer then? Wow. Um, well, there's a lot of self-realization with music production and DJing to get to watch myself in a way that I've not seen before. Um, and so, um, oh gosh. Would you does, does, does your awakened consciousness shape the music that you create now? Or does that music change as your awakening changes? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, one thing I'll say is that there can just be a very driven creative force uh, to do and to be creative, um, and that that brings in some some powerful some powerful music. So it's very strong beats and strong bass, but also a mixture of, of melody and I call that color the color of the sound. But uh, it it yeah it comes through uh, with strength I would say. Um, and, uh, and confidence. Yeah, confidence. Mm-hmm. So, so when I perform, when I'm DJing, uh, there is a confidence that has come through that I have not experienced in any other type of thing in my life. And I think it's because it is my God spark. It's something I call a God spark. I believe that we all have them. And once we tap into that, we hold to that. We stay true to that, even if others don't understand it. And it, it's almost like magic starts to happen in your life. Like just, you get to see a part of yourself that you didn't even know was there, but it just feels very, very natural to you. So whatever your God spark is, I would call it, is very, it's just what you are meant to do. It's what you resonate with. It is what you, um, your heart loves to do. What is your, uh, almost like if you had a purpose that you were in love with, that's what it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome, man. <laughs> like, yeah. So is there any advice or, um, a 
guess, any, uh, any, if anybody's embarking on their own journey towards, I would say, DJ, music production, spiritual awakening, and even masculinity. Yeah. Is there any, uh, any advice or resources that you would like to give? Um, advice or resources? Yeah, any, um, any final ideas or, or tips, books, um, or even yourself, you know? If oh, you want right, to right. Um, well, I would say, um, yeah, this is certainly controversial. Um, for, I mean, I don't know, a lot of things are. But anyway, uh, I'd say listen to some Andrew Tate. Listen to some Andrew Tate. Um, perhaps set aside what uh, what is painting him in a bad light. Try to get some facts. The facts uh, show uh, a much different version than, than what he's being accused of and all that. So just, but just look at, I would say, especially for men, look at how you feel when you watch what he's saying, what that does to you, what that does to your thoughts, what that does to your ambition, what that does to your, um, you know, not giving a fuck about things. And, um, so he is great. Um, I would say that, um, I mean, gosh, I don't know. I could do a lot of shout outs to just people I love. Um, I would say uh, one spiritual aspect, psychedelic aspect is Zen Brain Podcast. It's, oh, thank uh, you, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, I can say that Michael certainly holds a masculine frame and is genuine and uh, is great to be around, to be hang out with and, and do these podcasts and gracias sir yeah yeah and do you know experience some different different aspects of life with and that and it's uh you know it's great to have a brotherhood a tribe of, of that's of brothers. true this is something i really think is that i really want to start shifting is building a solid circle a solid inner mastermind yeah yep. and building as big as possible but really yeah. people who are serious that are going to help each other out, promote each other's yeah. ideas and posts. Yeah. And, and, you know, just really more mastermind. I mean, the idea of a men's circle sounds cool, but I'm more interested in the mastermind. Like, yes. let's go build or something or yes. make some money or, yeah. or go on a trip. Let's, yeah. let's do something together. Yeah. Let's, like, like, let's yeah, use like, our resources and our yeah. minds to build yes. some stuff. Yes. Like, if there's some processing that needs to happen, I can do that. I can go do that in different places. But to have a group where you're building stuff together, that's fucking that's exciting. That's where it's at. That is where it's at. Man. I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, so we're looking to build our tribe, a tribe of inner circle chiefs, whatever the hell you want to call it. Yep. Um, yep. Really, I just want people who are similar to my brand or similar yep. to the brands of people in the group so that we can bounce each other's content off each other and share each other's ideas and yep. have our audiences all like it. Really, that's that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Me. As long as everybody likes and shares each other's stuff and all the audience appreciates it, that's the kind of group. Because then we can get a better reach. We can help more people and provide more services and solve more problems as a team. Yeah. That's what a mastermind's for. So it's one of the seven laws of success. It's in my podcast. Um, anyway, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll put uh, Brian's contact in the in the chat. If you if you want to do any, if, he also does art as well as teaches music production, um, and he's also mentor for 
helping people build ecstatic dance sets to get people rocking and rolling. So uh, if any of those things interest you, just throw a DM out to him. He would uh, love to help you out. All right. Have a good one. See you next time.